What's up guys, Mike Lewis here, and welcome to the Mike Lewis Podcast. If you guys want to keep up with me on social media, you can follow me on Instagram at Mike Lewis Official, and you can follow me on Twitter at MikeLew52, it's where most of my updates come. If you're enjoying my content, give me a like and a subscribe, and without further ado, let's just dive right into this episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the channel. We're recapping episode three of the Challenge All-Stars, and please help me welcome my guest, none other than Miss Ayana. How are we doing? Welcome back. Oh, wow. You know, thank you for having me, Mike Lewis. It's a beautiful day, nice windy day in Washington, D.C. Uh, you know, time is precious, so let's get to it. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, you've definitely had uh, quite the past couple of weeks. I mean, for those that don't know, it was actually your birthday the other day. So I have to uh, wish you a happy birthday first off. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm, 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 I've now approached the big four three. So I'm, I'm proud of it. Glad to be here with it. You know, I spent my birthday, you know, very much so reflective on the last year and very thankful. Um, if you go to my Instagram, Ayana Superhero, you know, you're going to see a picture, an intimate picture um, with me with my daddy's coat. You know, I wanted to surround myself with love, protection and, um, you know, his memory on that day. Um, I also recently lost um, someone very close to me, my uncle. Um, he's like the reason why my name is even Ayana Superhero. Um, he's the person that I talked to and who convinced me uh, to go ahead and get out on the skinny branches and come back to the challenge. And he unfortunately transitioned um, two days after our premiere and wow. had did not get a chance to see that show. So, you know, his birthday is actually today, the day they were taping wow. this podcast. So rest in peace, Uncle Greg. And uh, yeah, thank you for the birthday wish. And um, let's let's get to it. Yeah, thank you for sharing. I mean, um, you know, it's definitely a special occasion to be talking about um, some events, of course, like this in this light. I want to ask you first off, how are you feeling with obviously the past two episodes have been like night and day, you know what I mean? You know, episode two sees you in like such a light where you, you said the word superhero, you know, where we see you in like the light is kind of like a superhero. And then, um, you know, this latest episode leaves few, some people maybe questionable, you know, about like, because the disparity in which you were portrayed in both episodes is obviously very steep how, how are you feeling right now just on a whole basis with um you know how everything's gone down maybe with how people have reacted to the episode maybe your reaction to the episode like how are you just feeling as a whole right now well i'll tell you um without going in too far down the rabbit hole just yet because you know we do need to recap this episode um so i want to be fair to that um task first um i'm not afraid of the elimination arena i'm not afraid of it what is there to fear by being pushed to um, address a task that's been placed in front of you and to overcome that task, um, to be a winner and a champion at whatever it is you do? So, you know, on the high note, I've received so many personal messages you know shout out to every single one of you that have reached out to me on instagram on twitter on facebook thank you for being patient with me as i respond you know i try to give at least a verbal response um 
or a written response to every single person who has taken the time out to tell me, you know, your personal journey, your personal um, struggles in many regards. You know, I've had men, women, grandmothers reach out and just say, you know what? I don't even watch the challenge, but someone else did. And they said that this touched them. So I went and got an account and watched it. And this was great. You know, one person, you know, inboxed me and was like, I don't even come on this Instagram. You know, maybe I'm aging this person, you know, <laughs> she's like, but I had to create this account so I could just come on and say, you know, what you and Leah did as women was just prolific and profound. Um, so that you know, as an exercise in remembering that what sometimes we think only we go through, there is a shared and kindred journey um, that others also say, you know, go through as well. So it gives all of us a voice. You know, um, one thing that I appreciate about Leah is that her why was right there on her chest. She's like, I am here to ensure that my son's college fund is robust. I'm going to do it anyway. But if I can do it, this way and I can get it right back in there. Cool. Like she never faltered. Like she was never like, okay, well, if this doesn't work, he's not going to have a college fund. No, she came in like, you know what? That I am more than one thing. I'm more than one of more than more than what other people have said. I am. This is the way we're going to go about doing it today. And she stood on her strength. So I think people connected with that. You know, same here. You know, we came in with our why on our chest and we left with our why on our chest. It didn't change. It didn't falter um, based on whether we um, perceivedly won or lose the mo lost the moment. Episode two, you know, it's been tough to watch, but there are also moments that, you know, are undeniably, I think, uh, essential when you're talking about unraveling this aspect of strategy, gameplay, and one of the reasons why I also say yes to this challenge, having fun. So let's get into it. The episode, it opens with ah, me and Nehemiah walking back into the house. Um, the first song that you hear as we walk into the house is Nas, and he's getting it. That particular song, if you, you know, Google it, take a chance to really listen to the rest of it. I would say Google the lyrics and read the lyrics um, if you've never done that. You know, Nas, as a song, the song, name of the song is called Got Yourself a Gun. And it is a, it is a metaphor for securing um, your sense of place, securing your home. There's this line in that song um, where Nas says, uh, I do it for the hood, the corner store. When Nehemiah and I walked in that house, our why was on our chest. And in that one moment, we basically solidified that this is what this is why we're here. And we met the task. We stepped up to the plate and delivered. Uh, Nehemiah was very clear. He's here for his kids that haven't been born yet and his grandkids that haven't been born yet. He is looking to expand financially, you know, his village and the people that are around him and ensure that they have a solid sense of place. You know, no arguments there. Same here. You know, I have four kids. So, you know, being able to walk out of that arena as a champion with a win, with an with a um, life shield, uh, that was right on our chest. That was what other people said that were floating. Um, 
hey, if that's what floating looks like, uh, how they say, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, Muhammad Ali. Uh, so we walk in, there's that moment. Uh, there's another, I'm a music person. So Denise Williams is here for the boy. It plays right at the top of the episode too. Gets back to, you know, why the all-stars are even coming back. Let's have a little fun. And I love how Tina brings that to the challenge no matter what. She always brings some element of spiciness along with a little bit of sweet, you know what I mean? A little bit of sweet and sour chicken to the whole thing, you know? And uh, she, I mean, as you'll see in the episode, there's this fun moment that Tina and Ryan have. If you haven't seen the episode yet, I don't want to spoil it for you. Um, but I think that it really reveals a side to her that isn't often seen. Um, this very joyful, playful person um, that, uh, you know, has the biggest, brightest smile I've seen when she shows it. Um, Ryan. You know, him being such a good sport about it and, uh, again, finding the hilarity in that, um, you know, Ryan, too, has a smile that can just melt, you know, a thousand ice cubes. And he was able to give that in the episode. So I wanted to get him, give them their their shine um, there. So uh, that happens. So, uh, you know, me, I've, I've been talking for a little bit already. You want to <laughs> drop the one other part of that episode before we get into um, before we get into uh, what do they call it? Braygate. <laughs> yeah, break. Um, no, I just wanted to uh, follow up on a few questions about because um, you mentioned about you and Nehemiah were coming back from the elimination. I think um, we should cut the rumor mill right here. Everybody was curious. Was the weight the same on your guys elimination from the prior episode? Like uh, the females have the same. Was it 300? Yeah, it was like 300 pounds. You know, I didn't pull the guys to know. Um, but let's get back to one of the elements about that I love about the challenge is that it pushes people to remember uh, real world applications for mathematics. If you look at a right triangle, many times you'll find that right triangles are used in basically calculating, you know, force times distance times velocity, all of these, you know, I, I would say for most people, you know, it's higher order thinking. But if you look at any blue collar worker that has ever had to lift or pull something, um, they know that if you um, use leverage or use a certain amount of trajectory, that it will offset the heavy thing that you have to move from point A to point B. Um, if you watch that previous episode, um, you're going to see some differences. Just look at the triangle. Look at the ratio of the um, chain to the ground to the person who was, you know, putting a little bit of torque on it. Um, so, yeah, in terms of the weight itself, it's definitely going to be impacted based on how you um, attack um, that, that how you attack the task. It worked out in my favor. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that, that that is what it is. But it definitely was very, very heavy. Uh, I think we all felt it, whether you were Derek or Leah or Nehemiah and I, you, our bodies felt it the next day. Believe you me. I think I may have, I may have felt that jump up <laughs> on <laughs> Nehemiah in the back of my neck the next day. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah. And just to kind of piggyback off your second point, too, about um, obviously the scene with Ryan and uh, Tina, it's so nice. And I think why people are enjoying this so much is it's really nice to see kind of 
a different change of pace from uh you know it, it's 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 nice to see like you know people depending on who you ask on the other show kind of train seven times a day and like all that fun stuff but there's another element to the show that i feel is underrated when you have someone like orion who could laugh at themselves and kind of just have that ability to read the room as opposed to just being like the uh you know typical meathead that's like such a you know physical game whereas ryan adds that kind of quick-witted social game to uh that type of show in my opinion so that was a nice scene to uh to kind of see unfold yeah, I agree. You know, character development is the essence yeah. of, of, of of drama and story. So to be able to see layers and levels to individuals rather than these two dimensional caricatures. Um, I think that in this world where you can choose to in a in within a second, you can go from content to content to content to content. You know, I watch I watch my kids sometimes when they're watching, you know, streaming services or anything else, they're on their phones, they got the streaming service going, they might have, you know, something else happening on 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 the side. So when we talk about pulling someone's attention, um, especially for a show like this, um, having dimensions and having some versatility with how you tell this story, I think, you know, will keep people interested. It makes it unboring. Like what's more boring than um, having just one thing give us give us levels and uh, I, I think that that's a value and worth um i'm not the producer or anything like that but um i know that i too along with the rest of the world you know we pay our you know 4.99 2.99 11.99 for uh, different content um different different content platforms so, you know, you go with the ones that, you know, keep you there. And I think that that, you know, diversity keeps people, you know, at the very least of things, feeling like their time has been valued. Right. So now I think we could transition now into uh, what had everybody talking, of course. Um, we get into what we would everybody would like to call the braid gate. So, I mean, you could kind of walk me through from your perspective what you feel unfolded here. I mean, we saw in the episode, of course, kind of, you know, I think it was like, kind of dark in the room or whatever and you see you guys i don't even think it was like the camera in the top of the room i don't even think it was like the regular camera that caught it but um you can kind of walk me through from your perspective um what you feel transpired there well you know and we've spoken on this you know prior to um i'm not a perfect person but when i give my word that you know i signed a contract you know all of us as cast members sign contracts that, you know, when it comes to, you know, the show itself and, you know, what you guys as the audience sees, you know, the TV magic that comes with it, you know, again, when we walked in the house, there were birds and parrots and uh, or whatever animals <laughs> were tweaking. That's what the sound was. It wasn't, you know, Niles wasn't in the closet, you know, with a microphone, you know, making it happen. <laughs> um, you know, in terms of this, project that's been put out there, there are a lot of people that do a lot of work to tell a story. And, um, you know, so I want to be, I want to be fair to those people that have, you know, put the work in to tell a very specific story. So it's difficult for me to talk about this without revealing the things that didn't happen on camera. Other cast members have done that. I want to keep my word. 
you know, I signed a dotted line saying that this is what I wasn't going to do. So I like to keep my word in that way. But what I can say, um, you know, I was asked to braid, you know, this particular cast member's hair. I was asked several times to braid specifically this cast member's hair. I said yes every time. And I gave time, you know, I created time and our downtime, our relaxation time um, as a as a cast to provide space to do that. You know, at no time did this particular cast member disclose that, you know, a potential 30 year trauma was associated with the act that the cast member asked me to perform repeatedly. Being someone that um, has experienced childhood trauma as a parent, as a free per- a person who I consider to be a free being on this planet, I would never use a childhood trauma in a way that would harm another person. Like I said, I don't like carrying dry bones. I don't like picking nobody's skeletons out their closet, dragging them with it. Mm-mm. Because when you carry somebody else's dry bones, they're heavy. And I pack light. You know. Um, if you watch the episode, you know, I always like to tell people, give the attention to the editors, the network, the people who make a whole lot more than what I make, that took the time to sift through all of that and to tell you a story. You know, we tend in this day and age to kind of see content once and then we move on to the next thing because it's so immediate. But for those of us that have grown up like in the 80s, you know, we had to wait. <laughs> it was analog, you know, you had to wait for the film to get developed and you had to wait for somebody to piece it together and the orchestra to come to play just the right song to elicit a certain feeling. Um, but in these ages of immediacy, I think many times we miss the subtle clues and the subtle hints that can, you know, give you more information than what you may have caught the very first time or the single time that you saw it. Um, You know, that being said, you know, I encourage the viewers of this podcast to go back, you know, if you're curious, you know, and watch, you know, slow it down a little bit and watch. Really itemize the words that you hear that are said. Itemize what you see as the image presented in front of you um, and come to your conclusion. Um, you know, did somebody, did this cast member come to me with a picture of what she wanted? Did this cast member come to me with the no's, the yeses and no's of, you know, what, um, what were no goes? You know, you didn't see that on the screen and I didn't experience that. Um, I experienced what I experienced as a person who, was put in a position where I had to, in that moment, in a very raw moment, make my best attempt to triage what was being presented in front of me. Um, As you'll see if you watch the episode, I didn't want to see anyone 
in the middle of a big old moment, crying, snotting, not looking like their best self. Because remember, as I told you at the beginning of the talk, at the podcast, we walked in to secure a sense of place. I mean, me and Nehemiah walked in. We walked in with, you know, laser eye focus. We're trying to get the back. We're trying to be the goat, you know, for ourselves. So I'm sorry. I not once ever saw a Muhammad Ali, a Terry Bradshaw, a Tom Brady, a Michael Jordan, a LeBron James, a Serena or a Venus Williams snotting and crying like that. So I'm going to tell it as it comes. You know, I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to say, look, all the snotting, all the crying in the world. We are here for a certain reason. You know, all those people that you're speaking on that, you know, possibly, uh, you know, she spoke on, you know, this particular cast member spoke on some people that, you know, she alleges uh, performed an injustice to her. What better way to defeat that than to be a winner, than to, you know, remember your why, remember why you're here. You know, John A says something during this episode, which I also agree with. We're very two different people and we process things in different ways. <laughs> That's still, you know, right, wrong or indifferent. That is a story. That is what it is. What is reality TV? We're going to lay it out there. We're going to lay out the tomatoes. We're going to lay out the lettuce. We're going to lay out the dressing. And that's what's going to make this salad, you know, and that is what it is. Um, jump to the day of the challenge. Because, again, I like to keep my word when I put my name on a dotted line. So, you know, there are other things that occurred, but I'm not going to talk about that because mm -hmm. I have to because I'm a goat. So anyway, we get to the day of the challenge <laughs> and uh, it's the pyramids and we got these huge puzzle pieces and, you know, TJ informs us that we have to um, break into teams um, immediately, just as you guys see in the episode, the teams divide in a certain way that, you know, kind of gives you insight into how the game is being played. Um, it's very, very interesting. Um, again, if you don't want spoilers, you might want to pause this now. Take a moment to go ahead, log in um, Paramount Plus, check out the episode and come on back to us. We're going to be here. All right. Now here come the spoilers. Ryan steps up and he's like, I'm going to be a captain. He's like, I don't want to make anybody mad. I don't want to choose any numbers. I just want everybody to be cool. Steve also during the challenge has that similar like way of going about communicating his own strategy. He's like, I just don't want to make any waves. I want to, I want to be cool with everybody. And, you know, again, look for those people that are into numbers and, and itemizing, you know, how many times the person's name is in an episode and all of that, you know, you got the, you got the fire, fire personalities like a Tina. And then you got the folks that kind of want to, you know, float through the middle. And, uh, that's something that can be debated and be talked about, you know, tag me if you do, I want to, I want to read it and learn more too. Cause, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of getting into this. So anyway, uh, you know, Ryan and Steve both, you know, communicate in their own ways that they ain't trying to make any ways. Um, but Ryan does step up and he's like, look, I'll be a captain, right? So then it comes time for the girls. And again, go back, watch the episode, watch how this unfolds. No girl volunteers to be a captain, but it is presented, you know, that there's going to be numbers drawn. 
and someone's going to put some numbers behind their back. Go back and watch. And then they're going to pull their hand out and say, this is the number I had. It's debatable what number was behind the back. But, you know, as you watch the TV, the little, you know, TV magic, I choose four. The number behind the back is four. I'm the captain. Again, I don't want to reveal any spoilers for later on in the season. But, you know, for those that are into the show, I want you to remember this moment about what happens when you have a life shield. Put a pin on that. So I'm the captain. We are faced with a task. And um, as I'm watching previous challenges, you know, now I ain't had that information that, you know, I'm thinking, okay, captain, captain means, you know, you bring everybody together, you keep everybody focused, you try to communicate a vision and then you're going to execute it. But the first thing that starts happening is that all these alphas, everybody starts, you know, talking. And I'll be honest with you, most of them give them pretty damn good ideas. All right. But everybody's talking. So it's hard for anyone to hear each other because everybody's talking. So mama mistake number one. I'm a mama four. So that sensibility comes out in me. And, you know, MJ reads it as a power trip. But, uh, you know, for those of you all watching that may have siblings or grew up in environments where, you know, there were multiple kids around. What's the first thing that happens when the kids start talking over each other, arguing the mom, the dad, the grandma, the uncle, whoever the adult in the room that's trying to listen to the radio or do whatever else they were trying to do. The first thing they do is say, stop all the bickering. And uh, I mean, I, I did that <laughs> because you got all these grown children, you know, um, that are talking over each other and, and bickering. So I definitely, you know, they're right about that. You know, I was like, I can't hear myself think y'all bickering. So I made, you know, semi-rookie mistake number one with that. Um, but, you know, as you'll continue, as we continue to go on into the um into the show, and Tina steps up. She's like, hey, look, I'm a loud mouth. Some of y'all going to be mad. Some of y'all not going to be mad. But if we win, we'll be amazing. And that's absolutely right. Nobody complains about you when you win. When you win, they're glad to be safe, right? So Tina, Darrell, they're working together like, you know, they're just, they're solidified. They're, they're for all intents and purposes, Darrell has the, what's called, uh, not say integrity, but um, not that he doesn't, but the word that I'm looking for is credibility. So Darrell, because he's been on all these challenges, he's credible. You know, we're going to listen to him because he's gotten the bag multiple times. Tina's the captain. So either going to listen to her or she's going to scream loud enough so that you can't do anything but hear her. And so uh, that plays into how their team tackles the um, moment. Some highlights that I just want to really put out there to um, give props where props are due. Uh, Kahuta. Kahuta is like, I don't even want to say the little engine that could because that wouldn't be giving justice to the type of um, player he is. Uh, you know, if I were ever stuck in, you know, on an iceberg somewhere and I had to, you know, pick eight people to be on that iceberg with, Kahuta would be one of them because he's going to make sure that we eat. He's going to make sure that the iceberg moved the way it needs to move. And he's not going to complain about it. 
he's going to have a plan. Um, Kahuta also has this awesome ability to, you know, fall back when, you know, it's time to fall back. And that comes out in this episode as well. Um, again, no disrespect to anyone. He won't disrespect you, but you will see through his actions that he doesn't play a fearless game, but he plays a game where, um, it, it, where he um, really, really produces and puts his puts his um, puts his product where his mouth is, and he does that in his challenge. Um, again, if you haven't seen the episode yet, you want to go ahead and pause now. Go over to Paramount Plus, log in, watch it. But Kahuta, every scene that he's in, he's putting in work. That's all I got to say on that, Jody. Jody comes out in this episode as well and uh, shows us all exactly um, who she is as terms of a performer in the game. Um, she grabs these puzzle pieces and has the um, foresight to say, you know what, if I, in my turn, push all the puzzle pieces towards the edge, this is going to make it easier for everyone else. That really put us up as a team. That put us ahead of the other team, which at that particular time was struggling. Um, so I think that, you know, those two uh, cast members in particular, uh, they just really shined um, in that competition. Not that anyone else didn't, but their shine truly was, was I think, um, it, it was notable um, as it was, you know, it's just notable. It's just what, you know, sticks to me in my head. Uh, we get through the uh, task and there are, first off, it was hot. I also think one person that was really busting her ass and you kind of can see snippets of it, but I want to highlight that as well, um, was Kendall. Uh, Kendall was really pushing herself um, to a space and showing me that was one of the first times in competition that I'd seen her do it, you know, um, but just really pushing herself to be, again, a, a producer and demonstrate to everybody, like, this is why they chose me. This is why I'm here. Um, Latarian as well. Um, I think he stands out to me in my memory as somebody that was really, um, you know, again, showing everyone his showing everyone why he deserved to be there through his actions. Um, oh, I'm almost forgetting. Hold on. And I shouldn't. I really, really shouldn't. But definitely uh, the king, uh, Tecumseh, you'll notice if you watch that episode that, you know, Tecumseh for our team, um, he goes multiple times. Whereas, you know, Tina and Darrell's strategy is to have, you know, the guys with the most brawn, the women with the most brawn, bring the pieces and have the strategies put the puzzle piece together, which was brilliant, by the way. Um, on our team, two people actually wound up going back multiple times um, just because that's just who they are. Uh, don't sleep on tech. He may be, you know, in terms of his stature, he may not present how you guys are used to seeing somebody present um, that is, you know, a fighter and is scrappy, but he definitely shows up during this challenge and you see it. Look close, watch the clips and, uh, you know, you'll see that truth come out. Again, we try our best. It doesn't pan out um, for us. It pans out for um, Tina and Darrell's team, uh, who, again, clap it up. That was a hard, hard challenge. And um, due to the weight of the puzzle pieces, the location of the puzzle pieces in the cenote, trying to gauge um, your own level of endurance to, uh, to, to, to partial way through that. 
uh, again, their team, clap it up. They earned it. They earned their GOAT status. They earned their their win. And, um, you know, that, that just, that's something that none of them can ever. That's going to be a memory they have forever. Like, we, in that day, day moment in time, we won. We did that. And um, that, that's a great feeling. It's a great feeling to, to have it. And they deserved it. Like, full stop. You know, there was no, does this puzzle piece, you know, heavier than the other? None of that. Like, they they won that fair and square. And it was, we all worked hard. It was it was tough. We were close. You know, I think, you know, if fate had leaned a little bit farther in our favor, we easily could have, you know, been the winners. Um, however, again, it was their day. They won. We get to selection that we're finding out that we have to do right then right there because losing team the captains go straight into elimination i have the life shield um you know we are now where we once were at the very beginning of this mission it's thrown out there oh let's do numbers again by this time in my mind i'm starting to see a little bit of the writing on the wall okay if you have one person put their hand behind their back in a fist and say all of y'all choose a number to me for that person's game or whoever they're aligned with it gives them the opportunity to pick and choose and target whoever they want to target you already took away my life shield right <laughs> and i'm gonna put a pin on that my life shield already been been taken because I have to use it for myself in order to stay in the game because my team lost and I'm the, also the captain. So Kendall's not going home. Full stop. And she didn't. If you look at the women on our team and you look and you analyze from what you know about me or anyone else, there are some riders there. <laughs> There's some folks who by that point hadn't shown me anything that would definitively think that you your mindset isn't on getting this back. Your mindset is fallible. Your mindset isn't focused laser on being a goat. You know, I knew with Jody that whether we were friend or foe, that she was going to be so competitive in terms of like wanting to be and continuing to be um, a champion. That if either A, I was partnered with her, we'd be champions. B, if she was my adversary, she would push me to a space to dig so deep to be a champion. C, come on now, Cody. So I'm like, all right, nah. I don't want whoever got their hand behind their back deciding what their number is gonna be. I don't want that person choosing, you know, the person that's going to give me my carrot stick. So, no, she can't go home yet. <laughs> you know, and then you got Kendall. Kendall wasn't going home because, you know, she just wasn't going home. She'd already solidified some things for me that let me know that she, too, was a go. That she, too, is somebody that I could trust and depend upon to go get the bag. That's, you know, what they had for us. That only leaves a few more options. So I'm going to leave that there. 
because there are other developments that happen later on in the season that I think will reveal, you know, if they choose how they choose to tell this story. I don't want to, um, you know, I don't I don't want to uh, I don't want to encroach on that. You know, I don't want to encroach on that director's license to tell a story. Um, so, I, you know, I'll, I'll leave it there. because I think that that's I think up to that point you guys have already seen enough information to justify those two positions. Um, so for me, it was clear, you know, they say, was it personal? What isn't personal about going after $500,000? What isn't personal about explicitly feeling like, you know, you are standing by people that you trust enough that they would be so mentally stable that they wouldn't throw you under the bus under a mental breakdown. You know, again, there are spaces and places to address other things, but we're, we're on the Mayan Riviera. I got four kids at home at that place, space and time. That wasn't my work. You know, sometimes who you consider to be your friends can, you know, we've all been in situations where your friends get you jammed up because they got their own stuff they dealing with. And they'll jam you up in a minute. So for me, the, it was clear, you know, to say either this person is going to take one more opportunity to get her head back in the game and to see the big and to see the big picture. Or there's going to be something else that happens. But after I said you're going into elimination and it's a gift. That's when the ball was now in her court. The only people in that elimination ring ever are those who are either selected or compelled to be there. The choices that are made once you are through those doors are your own. Don't forget that. Don't forget that, viewers. And that's, 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 that's everything in life. You know, folks are like, this person did this to me. This person did that to me. Ah, all right. Now you are where you are. What do you do with it? A girlfriend of mine shook me up last year after a traumatic event had happened to me. And she said, all right, it's January. What's next? You, 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 that, that's over. But now you, now you are in, now you are at a new day, a new place. What's next? Do you dwell in the space of yesterday or do you own your autonomy to choose, select, go after your fate with all abandon? And own whatever the outcome is. Do you do that? I live by standards like that. You know, if somebody tries to, to, to sabotage you, pull the rug out from underneath you or whatever, you still have choice how you respond to it. How you, you know, make the choice to have your dash be robust. You know, in, in death, many times say people say you have a start date and you got an end date. And life occurs on the dash in between. I can't control what anyone does with their dash. I know what I want to do with mine. And, and, you know, so she had a chance. She had a chance to, you know, show everybody because, you know, you in the house snotting and crying and, 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 and not demonstrating your best self. Then of course, there are going to be those of you who come up to you and they're going to hug you and, and tell you whatever you think they think you need to hear in their strategy and their game. Remember, some folks want to play it safe. Some folks don't want to rock the boat. And that's their strategy. 
So, of course, somebody's going to hug you and kiss you and, and, and keep it easy. If it means, you know, you might be might help them get to their $500,000. But you go into your elimination arena and you come out a champion. Anyone will respect that. They'll respect that. They may not like it, but they'll respect it. They'll say, okay. If it boils down to it, you know, we we down to the final eight, the final 10, whatever else, final four, the final two, however it winds up panning out, um, they'll be able to look at you and remember watching you be a champion. I'll say one more thing about that and I'll leave it alone. Um, when, you're, when you're on an athletic team, you know, your coach has an opportunity to, you know, either throw you in or let you ride the bench. Or let you bring the water. Sometimes if you get thrown in, it's political because, you know, people may have, you know, a certain leverage with the coach. And, OK, this this old bozo is going to go in because bozos, you know, went to somebody's wedding or, or somebody's ex, 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 ex uh, sneaky link or whatever else. Right. So they might get to play. But undeniably. The person that puts in the work, not only do they get to play, but more times than not, they become a goal. Michael Jordan, and I'm going to try to make it short, but, you know, Mark, Michael Jordan, undeniably, if you go through old interviews, people talking about him and his walk and, his, and, and how he came to be Jordan, you know, how, how is it in 2021, you know, folks is walking Jordans and this dude ain't even, this dude ain't even playing basketball. He at home smoking a cigar, maybe, you know. Jordan, who, you know, is undoubtedly considered a GOAT. And then, you know, the youngins are like, oh, well, LeBron is the new Jordan, everything like that. Maybe. But if you think about where Jordan comes from, like his backstory, you know, the one-bedroom apartment, you know, and, and the mom and, and the hours of, of practice and, and focused, um, just being mission-driven and vision-driven, uh, these are the moments when nobody's watching, that made him the go. It's not about when the, the cameras are shining and he's up in the sky with the tongue out. It's about every minute and every day of making the choices to have his dash have meaning. You know, LeBron James is an excellent basketball player. But Michael Jordan never had to wear a shirt saying I'm the goat. He just was. You know, Tom Brady, you know, great quarterback, great QB. And, you know, and I got to give credit where credit is due. One of my coaches told me this story like two days ago, but it's, it's resonating with me because, you know, I'm a little older. So, you know, Terry Bradshaw is somebody who I'm like, okay, I hear that name. That rings a bell for me. Tom Brady is, you know, there's, there's this, there's this, um, you know, you, you, my, my, your way, your sense of knowing about, you know, sports, depending upon how old you are sometimes, um, it just, some names are going to ring a bell easier than others in terms of the timeline. <laughs> but, you know, Terry Bradshaw has been known to tell people, it's like these young newscasters talking about, um, you know, how Tom Brady's the greatest of all time and he's an excellent ball player, but he doesn't know Jack about the four read club. Terry Bradshaw a quarterback he got four he got four rings you know 
this is this is this is this is goat mentality, right? Like who, you know, are we all at? Do we all have the athletic prowess to be a, a Tom Brady or a Terry Bradshaw or even a Jerry Rice? Do we have that kind of prowess? You know, I got a coach. My coach's name is Arlo Henderson, and the other coach is Roddy Ferguson. You know, I also have people that I have in my life that I look to as coaches. You know, and. Uh, they give you these gems and they give you these tools, you know, whoever your coach is in your life, your wife, your husband, um, your teachers, your your mentors, you know, that the, these are these are the mantras that you say to yourself, not the she said this and he said that that will never get you to be the greatest. You got to replace that. You got to shift the polarity of, you know, the battery like you ever try to put a battery in like a flashlight backwards. That joint don't come on. You got to flip it so that the polarity is where it needs to be. The the, the negative got to be where the negative is supposed to be. And the positive got to be where the positive is supposed to be. You know, champion mentality. Um, You know, so that being said, you know, this cast member um, who goes into the elimination because, you know, I gave her that gift. You know, she goes into the elimination with whatever she brought to the table, you know, and the results are what they are. The other person who is selected by the elimination, you know, the, the tribunal, <laughs> you know, she also goes in with her own sets of, of philosophies, mantras, and inner grit that's going to drive her. It's a good show. If you haven't seen it yet, you should go watch it because, uh, yeah, there's so many lessons. There's so many lessons, you know, and in turn, you know, and to not not to not to so much spend the rest of this time talking about that. We also got to give props up to Kahuta and Ryan. Because, again, you got you got, you know, two fighters that have proven in their own ways that they, you know, have this versatility. You know, Ryan has this versatility in how he how he politics and how he how he presents himself to the house. Right. And he's favored. He's a favorable person. Hutter walks softly and then carries a big stick and he shows everybody his big stick, you know, in uh, this particular exercise of elimination. And so, again, if you haven't seen it yet, go take a look. You know, it's very interesting. You know, even the task at hand is presented to all four of the cast members uh, as this is what you'll be forced to do. There's so many metaphors in it. You know, like I said, hit me up, you know, Yana Superhero on Twitter, on IG, and you may see some things that I don't see um, in terms of just the metaphors around some of the um, eliminations, because they are, to me, um, is profound, prolific, and very well thought out uh, outside of, you know, what might be on the surface. So all of that happens. We have the outcomes um, that come as a result of uh, the efforts that are put forth. Um, at the very end of the episode, you also have the words that are shared um, by the competitors. Again, getting back to the point of, I think for me, what this episode was, was an affirmation. Many times in life, you know, when you're faced with a with a um, when you're faced with a struggle, it's very easy to get distracted and forget that you always have a choice, you know. How are you going to impact and affect what your outcome is? How are you going to make a 
conscious choice to stand by what your values are, what your morals are. And if you stray for whatever those reasons happen to be, how do you get back? Nobody's perfect. So how do you how do you bring it full circle? How do you get back? So, you know, to kind of put a pin in on this episode, it's easy to watch it one time and be like, OK, this person is the victor and this person is, you know, the the loser. This person is the adversary and this person is the, the victim. But I, I charge you or I challenge you, all y'all challenger fandoms and, and folks who are into this. I challenge you to go back and look at that episode with another lens and then maybe another lens. Let's discuss it. Let's talk about it. Um, you know, as it relates to and, you know, again, I'm going to get to the T about episode three, because I know that's what some of y'all logged in for. I want to respect your time um, if that's what you came here for. Um, as it relates to the Entertainment Weekly article and subsequent articles um, that one particular cast member and other cast members um, have, um, you know, expressed as it relates to, you know, alleged incidents that weren't, you know, shown on the television screen, the analysis of those incidents that, you know, for all intents and purposes legally could be debated is, you know, slanderous, you know, reliable to that extent. You know, that's not my area of expertise. You know, I tend to lean on folks that have more of a training in those areas to analyze these things. You know, I offer this. I know who I am. My village knows who I am. I don't have to do that. I don't have to dig up anybody's alleged skeletons. I don't have to fabricate skeletons. I don't deal with dry bones. I'm trying to live. I'm trying to live. And I want my dash to mean something for the people that I love and the people who love me. And those who literally take the time out to watch me jump through, over, under, pull on it, whatever it is. You spent a moment of your time to, 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 to get free with us. So out of respect for that, you know, I push myself to not be intellectually lazy. I feel like, you know, throwing the, the skeletons out there, um, whether they exist or are perceived or, or used to uh, create clout and relevance. You know, that's how that's what some people need to do. That ain't what Ayana needs to do. Ayana can tell her own story, um, you know. And if y'all got questions on that, you know, put them down here in the comments. You know, it's YouTube. I, I be I try my best to, you know, answer what I can answer, you know, to the extent that, you know, is respectful, you know, generally respectful, you know. Um, I, I got a pretty wide range when it comes to the levels of respect. I don't have a thin skin. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I don't need to do that. Some people do. And that's their journey. My journey is to make my dash count. You know, you're not going to find me bad mouthing any cast members after the fact on, you know, public media in attempts to, you know, defame, to slander, to ensure that they can't feed their families because of the reputation being, you know, run through. That's not my bag. That's not what I signed up for in coming back to the All-Stars, you know. It was told to me that, 
you know, all stars are supposed to, you know what I mean? Be a little ray of sunshine in the middle of all of this, you know, craziness that we're all living through. It's supposed to be a little ray of sunshine. We're going to sprinkle some drama in there. We're going to bring that up. For the most part, and again, people, a lot of people are knocking the other challenge for whatever their reasons are. But I, I, I'll say this, and I, I've said this as well, about, you know, other cast members that have had reflections on their time in the house and have chosen to reveal things that, you know, weren't apparent on um, how the directors chose to tell the story. I say this, there's room, there's enough room in this, um, in this multiverse, <laughs> if you will, to get back to these, you know, superhero references, you know, or, you know, you know, Octavia Butler talks about, you know, a uh, metaverse and all these things. Um, and many others do as well in their own unique ways of being and knowing. Um, I think there's enough room. There's enough room for all of it. There's enough room, you know, to to say, hey, we can have this other challenge that appeals to people that, you know, like, you know, these things and not, you know, downgrade or disrespect them for that. That's what you like. So we're going to find ways to also maybe sprinkle in some other pieces that you may not know you like too. like going to a good restaurant. There's an Ethiopian one here in D.C. And you know, I went the other day and, um, you know, I, I always get the same thing. I get the um, either the veggie combo or I get this other thing that I like to get. And I was like, I want, you know, I want what I want. And the owner, he tells me, he's like, we don't have any more of that, but I want you to try this. I wouldn't have had that new experience had the owner not said, we're going to try this new thing. I love the new thing. That's my new. The new thing is now my new thing because the 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 owner had the uh, vision and a creative, uh, I would say, creative courage to put the new thing out there. This all stars is a new thing. You know, we live in this age where youth is kind of propped up as everybody wants to be young, everybody wants to stay young, everybody want to look young. Even I got, I got my, I got my stuff. You know cake back too, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not just on here with no filter completely, you know, but um at this but you know but there is room to say there's a whole lot of us that felt real good seeing, you know, 40 year olds getting honored on TV. Like, you know, many times everybody wanna be 25. It we'll put it this way. They might want to be 25 in their look, but they don't want to be 25 in their pocket. <laughs> you can keep that, you know. I'm I'm staying where I'm at. Um, you know, let's let the new things be the new things and the other things also be what they are and evolve together. Um, again, if you open the closets of a bunch of the cast members, you're going to find all kinds of sports equipment and skeletons and all kinds of stuff that'll fall out and, and make your space messy. But you gotta ask yourself, do you really want to spend your dash cleaning up somebody else's? Like I think uh, one of the other people that talk about some of the other uh, podcasters use this phrase a lot. They're renting space in your head. You know, do you want somebody else's? Ooh, this person is a sneaky link to that other person. You want that person written? You want their stuff written space in your head? Nah, you don't want that. Let's work on a dash. Let's work on being the goats of of, of being who we are. You know, a fan reached out to me. She was like, I, 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 you know, I got this free subscription because it came with my phone. And I just want to let you know, 
I had one dollar left and I wasn't going to hit click because I only had one dollar in the bank. My check ain't coming in till whatever. She told her whole 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 piece. And I related to it. I was like, I don't like look what's your cash at, you know. Like I was almost like that. Almost. Don't 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 don't, don't be asking. Don't be sending me your cash apps now. Don't do that. 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 Because I'm not gonna catch up you. I'm not. I'm just not. But um, but the way she told her story was compelling and touched my heart. Um, she was like, I had one dollar. You know, I got this. Got this account, and then I got this free thing because of that. She was like, but I was struggling. And I watched what you and Leah did. And it, it gave me what I needed, like, that day to do what I needed to do. Um, I like being a part of that. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. You know, that's that's my why. You know, if this is my one and done, y'all. I can honestly say that, you know, whereas I'm not a perfect person now, what, super, what superhero is, and good one anyway. Um, you know, you can watch a lot of them on Paramount Plus. <laughs> I'm finding out, like I'm telling you, like I was like, wait a minute, y'all got y'all doing this, y'all doing that, and, and I like superhero, you know, series and and, and whatnot. So I was like, y'all got a lot that I didn't know about. Um, you know, that's what I'm here for, you know, and, and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. That's the tea about episode three. You know, get at me, get at me with your. With how you do your dash, you know, how you extend your great self, you know. I don't care if you out here, you know, doing something that other people don't see as extending your dash. That's that's for that's their bag, that's their walk. Let them let them carry them dry bones. You be great. And that's what I got for you today, Mike Lewis. I think the le- lesson of episode three, the takeaway, be great. Be great. And that's all I got. Yeah, I think I think your approach was uh, was good today. I enjoyed uh, speaking with you. I think we cracked out just about um, you know everything when it comes to this past episode. I'm excited to see how the rest unfolds. And um, thank you for your time today. It's uh, good seeing you, you again. And like I said, thank you again. And, you know, I don't I don't know about anybody at uh, Entertainment Weekly or all these other magazines. So you know, you providing this space. For, um, you know, those of us that may not have the connections um, in that world or know the dynamics and the layers of, um, you know, that reality TV set. Mike, I appreciate it forever for that. You you got a writer right here. So thank you so much. Appreciate that. Thank you. All right. All right. Take care. Have a good one.